0: cliffcentral.com. First and foremost, it is on Monday mornings where we talk to Dr. Hanan. We get our psychology right. We get our brains and our minds and our emotions in check. And I thought it was probably a good idea to talk to Dr. Hanan this morning because there are a lot of people who have relationship issues that they're trying to deal with. Hey, Doc, how are you?
1: Hey, guys, I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: Good. So, Doc, um, we've got a couple of questions here from people who've been listening to you for the last few weeks and want to uh, abuse your time with their with their stupid emotional problems. But here's the first one. <laughs> here's the first one of these. Um, and this isn't stupid. This is from Anonymous. A while back, I requested my boss to sign a statement of employment letter for me detailing the nature of my work, etc. We met for coffee and she agreed to sign it. I then emailed her the letter for her to sign. She recently got a big promotion and emigrated, but still works for the company. I understand my letter may be a low priority item for her to attend to, but it's now been over three months and she still won't sign the thing. After numerous follow-ups and email and WhatsApp, I just don't get responses. Just the dreaded blue tick. So, what do you do if your boss ignores you? And, Dr. Hanan, I don't want to just talk about her particular problem because it's indicative of a general trend. And I think the most frustrating thing in business, in friendship, in relationships, in family, is this inertia that people suffer from where they're unable to make a decision, unable to execute, unable to deliver, unable to respond even. Is this a, is this a new problem or is this an ongoing thing that people are just useless at getting back to you and doing what they say they'll do? It's like executive dysfunction.
1: So I'll, I'll mention a couple of uh, fundamental and uh, important principles that are not only relevant for, to, to this story, but people yeah. can use it in their own lives as well. First of all, people don't really care about what you need. People just care about what they need. It's all about really me, 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 and how my needs are being fulfilled. So mm-hmm. I always got a way up well, it takes me time and effort to write you a reference letter or a referral letter. What am I going to have and what am I going to get in return? And to this right. particular emailer, I would say, well, what is the need? and Why would your uh, employer write you a letter? What can you offer her in return? Because it's all about really giving and fulfilling somebody's need, making it valuable for them to go and give you something in return. And my i follow a couple of basic fundamental let's call non-negotiable commandments when i ask myself should i be investing into uh, asking again or perhaps into a greater relationship first of all ask yourself how important is this issue to you the more important a particular issue to you the more you should pursue it the less important a particular issue is the less you should pursue it and that by the way relates to every relationship So if I have a fight or an argument with a friend about something quite silly, well, there's nothing and there's no reason for me to pursue the argument or continue in this discussion because it's a waste of coins. So Mm -hmm. the first thing is how valuable is this conversation? And the more valuable it is, the more I should pursue it. The second part is how much leverage does the other person have over you? How consequential would it be to uh, pursue this argument if you get it wrong? So you, and and the answer is, well, the more leverage the other person has, the more consequential getting it wrong is, the more careful you should be and delicate in your approach. Then you've got to understand the person, you've got to understand the personality. And the third thing that I would say is, and that's what I started with is needs. People only do things when it fulfills their particular need. When you walk into a conversation, this is for everybody negotiating, conversing with anybody, or needing something from someone, don't ask yourself, what do I need from them? Ask yourself, what do they need from me? Because people don't need a lot of what they don't need. They just need a little bit of what they do need. And the moment you can decipher what the other person needs, what he's, bid, what he's bidding or what she is bidding for, you can get them to pretty much do anything. So I'll give you an analogy. If I have not I don't know, had food for the last seven weeks and you come and offer me the nicest car uh, on planet Earth, well, I don't care. I'm not gonna give you anything in return because that's not what I need. If you mm-hmm. give me the nicest house, well, I don't care because that's not what I need. I need a little bit of food. And the moment you dangle that carrot, In return, I will do whatever it takes. Think about back in COVID, when we were getting the vaccines, think about the queues of people locked up in cages, uh, lining up in hours and hours and hours uh, of queues just to get what they needed. The moment you can dangle a carrot, then you can get somebody to do really pretty much anything you want.
0: All right, but if we look at this situation, and we're not mind readers, we don't know what this boss's problem is. We don't know why she's holding out on just getting this thing done. People will say there's a power imbalance because she has all the power and she just has to sign this thing. What power does the employee have? So when you talk about her needs as the boss, if you're gonna give her any, what the hell can the employee give her in order to get her motivated and incentivized to sign this stupid letter?
1: Well, for me, it would be, if you don't know what the other person needs, go and get data. So there's nothing wrong with turning to the employee and saying, hey, Mrs. Uh, Mr. So-and-so, I know I've asked you, is there anything that I could do to make this easier for you? Is there anything that I can do to make it simpler for you? Can I come and drop it off? Can I write it out for you? Can I draft it for you? All you've got to do is just sign it. What can I do that the barrier to entry is much lower to make it easier for you to fulfill my needs?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So don't get without
1: sounding Without sounding sarcastic, of course. Yeah, no. That's, that's the, the hard part.
0: And, and is there generally um, a, a kind of inertia or am I imagining this because I'm tired as, a, as, a, as an individual of not getting responses from people, you know, and I think this is something a lot of people in business will moan about is that I would rather just hear an outright no from some people than to have them mess me around for weeks and weeks and mm-hmm. weeks and not get back to me. Uh, do you think that it's got worse or do you think that it's always been like this?
1: You know, I think uh, if you look at our times today versus uh, how it was perhaps 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, we've got a lot more on the go and a lot more distractions. Uh, so there's a lot more balls to juggle. There's a lot more things to do. There's a lot more goals to achieve. So when I get a message from somebody, please believe me, that's one out of 500 messages that I received today and five, one out of 500 things that I've got to do today. So unless you make it of any value to me, then why should I respond? Again, ask yourself not what do I need from the person, but rather what does the person need from me in order to fulfill that need? So the answer is yes, people are, have got a million distractions and you, getting back to you needs to be of value to them in order for them to, to pursue or to be driven to do so.
0: I just want to throw this into, and this is valuable information for anyone who is vacillating and not making a decision and messing people around. There are costs, sometimes very heavy costs and consequences to not making a decision. And for anybody who thinks it's better to just sit on your hands because you won't be blamed if something goes wrong, sometimes not making a decision is the very worst decision you can make.
1: So Gareth, I'm going to take it one step further. In my practice, I teach fundamental principles to engage with life. And Mm -hmm. this is actually, I call it principle number six. And principle number six is never sit on the fence. Because on the fence, you will bleed all your coins. I would rather somebody make the wrong decision than make no decision. Because with no decision, you don't get any feedback. In life, I don't see failure as failure. And by the way, I'll send you something on WhatsApp. You can distribute it to to your team or to the audience. But in life, I don't see failure as failure. Failure I see as feedback. Feedback is information. You use that information to make you better and you keep on going. If you fail again, it's the same cycle. It's feedback. You use that information to make you better and you keep on going. You fail again, use that information to make you better until you win. And the moment you win, because you've just kept on leveling up, you look back at those experiences that are so-called failures, and now you see them as stepping stone to get you to the win. And a good example is how many failed relationships have we had? And in that moment, we think, oh, my God, it's the biggest thing. But if we allow that to level us up and eventually meet the right person, the moment you meet the right person, you look back at those so-called failures, and suddenly they're no longer failures. They were the stepping stones and the reasons that allowed you to get to the right relationship. Same goes for any business failure. We look at it in the moment as failure, but if we allow it to level us up, to improve
0: us, once we win, we look back at that and go, that's the reason why I won. I know I sound like I've got a bug up my ass about this, but I'm really, really tight. Bakabantu finds it funny, but <laughs> it drives me up the wall when people just sit there and don't, they don't make a decision. And we've got so many people in business, in friendships and relationships and family situations that just don't want to make a decision. Who, who do you want to have agency in your life but you? like, Wouldn't you like to be the prime mover in your existence? Wouldn't you like to be the one who can take responsibility for the wins, own the wins, and also learn from the mistakes? Who's better than you to make these decisions? Why do we have to explain this to some people? Do they really think that they can play a cameo in their own life story? Yes, they
1: do. They think they are passive.
0: I don't get it. I I really don't. I challenge
1: everybody. I challenge everybody. I challenge everybody today to make decisions. Don't sit on the fence. If you are you people might say, say two things to me when I say don't sit on the fence. One, what if I don't have enough information? to make a decision great then go and get data to make a decision but never sit on the fence and wait for life to offer it to you because how many times have I said on the show the uh, my favorite quote the if you're not the chess player of your life you're a pawn in someone else's if you sit on the fence and the universe picks a position for you you pick a position and secondly people say what if I pick a position and it's a life and death decision and I say to people, do you think, what do you think you're Indiana Jones? When was the last time you had to make a life and death decision? Life doesn't give you the red wire, blue wire, and if I choose the wrong wire, I die. It doesn't happen only in movies. So you can make a mistake a million times over and nothing will happen to you. I promise you, nothing will happen to you as long as you keep on moving forward. Can I add, Doug, here? Uh, so about gathering information, making the wrong decision is like you get feedback from that so it is you are gathering information so if you're sitting on the fence and you go left and you get burnt or you get pricked by thorns or whatever you've learned that that side pricks thorns and then you can go on the other side that is information
0: it's just data it's just data what is it that makes certain people passive and other people active in their own life decisions is it the way you're raised is it fear is it pride like, what is the main motivator for Because pe- I don't understand passive people. I've never understood them in my life. It's like a fucking it's mystery cowardice. to me.
1: It's cowardice. I well, also understand. I, it's cowardice I, because you don't, I, want, to, yeah, you don't want responsibility. You want to blame someone sometimes else. There are, sometimes there are reasons, I believe. But for people like yourselves who are highly motivated and good decision makers... Um, I don't believe that you'll have sympathy for what I'm about to say, and I, I think that you might see it as an excuse. But there are sometimes, and not all the time, it shouldn't. Ha- someone should not not make a decision for months and months on end. But sometimes it can be because of being overwhelmed, or it's just way down their priority list. Um, but yeah. That's my People choice. don't make the decision because they have fear of failure. They don't want to disappoint anybody. They don't want to get it wrong. They don't want to be criticized. There are many reasons, but you can break through that. You can change that fear about bungee jumping over and over again until you stop fearing bungee jumping.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there we go. There's some good advice for you for today. Um, whatever it might be, whether it's making a decision that you've been postponing for forever, uh, whether it's jumping and deciding you're going to quit the job, whether you're going to get that divorce, whether you're going to make the proposal to get married, whether you're going Alex. to, uh, you know, you're going to finally decide yeah. to, I don't know, homeschool your kid, whatever it is, you make your make decision, it. do it. Don't, don't mess around. Doc, the cost of just sitting there and waiting, you said you're, all your coins will go because you it's
1: going
0: to bother you the whole time, right? It's going to be on your mind. It's going to prevent you from doing things that you need to do in your life. You're going to be in stasis. It's terrible.
1: That's all right. It's a a worse position to be in on the fence. You bleed all your coins.
0: I love it. All right. Thank you. That's great advice. And it made me feel a bit better about all these people who don't do it. Thanks, Dr. Hanan. Very good. Uh, There we go. Bit of Monday uh, motivation for you going to be okay on a monday morning you need to know that after a, a weekend because who the hell wakes up on a monday and goes hooray it's monday i can't wait for this <laughs> even the most positive optimistic people in the world right Cliffcentral.com.